behind the scenes at Score North and 1500 ESPN have sports opinions. So they want you to hear them. It's the perfect digital sports soapbox to scratch that Minnesota sports itch. This is the Score North Taxi Squad. Minnesota sports fans, welcome back to another exciting episode of the Taxi Squad. A ton to get into this week with the Minnesota Vikings. Obviously, Cam Akers. Obviously, Dalton Reisner was signed as well. A ton. We have an Eagles game to recap and an L, unfortunately, for the Vikings, not for us Eagles fans, but conversation for another day. We have a Chargers game to preview. So, of course, we will get to that. But for now, i got to introduce the squad, the voice you hear if you're listening, or the face you see if you're watching is Artis Woods, and I'm joined with my guy, Jason Stormer. No A.J. Fredrickson today. <sighs> what are we going to do, man? How are we even going to carry on? This is like, I think, the first episode you, the three of us haven't done together since like, I don't know, like episode six or seven or something like that. Cause when we history lesson for everyone, when we first started taxi squad, it was like five of us producers. It was artists, me, AJ, Manny Hill, and Grant Fredrickson as well. But as time went on, schedules got kind of tightened. So it ended up really just being a collection of me, artists, and AJ. Um, but again, it's, it's been the three of us for so long. I, I, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do without him. Yeah, I'm, man. I'm, it's, it, it, it's like I've lost my teddy bear at night and I'm lonely okay. and I'm sad. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> but uh, it, it's going to be a little unorthodox this, you know, this episode without our boy. But I'm sure um, Jason and I will hold it down. We will hold it down and uh, yes. get right to it, man. Get right to mm. it. Should we start with the recap first or you want to get to these signings? You want to get to this trade? Oh, oh you know, I know you want to get to the recap first. I'm surprised that microphone isn't eagle green right now, no, to be honest no, with I, you. I promised the, the Vikings <laughs> fans once, just, just one week, one week of me repping my, you know, my eagle green, my eagles, you know, shark camera. I think I had this sweater on last week. If I'm you not did, mistaken. yes. You know, just just one week now we're we're back we're back neutral. You know, I you know okay. I, I don't want to do that for another week. You know, I got killed in the comments. I figured I would, but it, you know it is what it is. Um, yeah. But let's you know let's start with the let's start with the trade and the signing first. I think that's okay important before we get into the recap and into um, the preview. So yeah, Dalton Reisney trading yes. for Cam yes. Acres. Jason, yes. how do you feel about both moves? Because I honestly feel like both moves kind of go hand in hand with each other. Yes, perfectly in in sync. And after these first two games, this I think, honestly, the riser move was more essential than the acres move, to be honest with you. Um, And and maybe if the injuries didn't pile up for the Vikings, maybe we wouldn't have made the signing. But considering we don't really know the status of Garrett Bradbury, even though he got a limited practice in today, which is good. Hopefully he can play this Sunday against the Chargers. Um, considering uh, Christian Derrissaw's, uh, and who who also practiced today as well, looking good against the Chargers too. There's just a lot of things up in the air with this offensive line right now um, with injuries, but also with performance. Uh, I, I hate to put him on a pedestal a little bit, but again, Ed Ingram didn't have a good game against the Philadelphia Eagles. He didn't punch the ball to Kirk Cousins' hands, thankfully. Nothing like that happened, but it still wasn't a good game for him. Uh, Austin Schlotman, the backup center, he struggled a ton as our Cleveland struggled as well. It just... There, there is something about this offensive line. It's so obvious this early in the season that it, it is just off. Uh, they tried to run it back with the same guys. That's tough to do in the NFL. Um, I wasn't necessarily opposed to that artist. I was, 
I was honestly fine with giving Ed Ingram another shot just because it was his rookie year. I expected him to struggle a little bit, but it seems like those struggles from last year are carrying over into this year. And so you're already an 0-2 hole. I mean, we don't know yet if you need a shovel or an excavator to get out of this, but you're in it regardless. And if the Vikings truly want to compete this season and look, we don't know if Kirk Cousins is coming back next season. We don't know if J.J. is going to sign this contract now. We were super optimistic about that a couple weeks ago, that J.J. was going to get this deal done. I literally named a podcast episode, The J.J. Deal is Upon Us. You know what I mean? Because Burrow got his deal done. Nick Bosa got his deal done. I just thought, because those were all kind of the big guys that were still holding out. Even Chris Jones got a one-year deal with Kansas City. I thought this was going to happen. It hasn't happened. There's there's time for it to still figure itself out, but it kind of left me like, oh boy, what's really the status with that? So the Vikings, what I'm trying to say, they got to keep competing this season. They got to try. Um, now, if they get into like a one in five hole, like they got a couple seasons back, at that point, I'm just going to be like, okay, maybe we should think about maybe more draft capital at that point. But as of right now, and it was a quick 0-2 artist, man. That, w- that was pretty devastating because you were 0-2 in five days. Five days, and it was the start <laughs> yeah. of the season. It was just such a gut-wrenching blow. And it was just like, oh, my gosh. I mean, Vikings fans have seen a bunch of seasons start horribly. But this one definitely uh, takes the cake in my recent memory. But, again, getting back to Reisner specifically, uh, this had to happen specifically with him. Uh, the question now remains about what exactly what position he'll play. I think the assumption is that it'll be right guard because he played nothing but right guard um, when he was with the Denver Broncos. And obviously that's the position of biggest need for the Minnesota Vikings. But if there's injuries going on all across the line, we may ask this guy to move around a little bit. He even played a little bit of center in college his freshman year. So, I mean, I don't know how much experience he has in that recently. But if things keep going the way they have in terms of the health of the Vikings offensive line, he absolutely had to do this move. Yeah, this is a move that I think we both, I think both of us, I'm not quite, I don't remember what AJ said. I believe AJ agreed when we both said that this move should happen before the season started. Like mm-hmm. like the moves this offseason or the lack thereof still kind of leave me confused you know we talk about you know addressing edge rusher because you lost to Darius Smith and then you got into the situation with the Neil Hunter where it's like okay we have to we got to resign him because we got nobody else to rush the passer and we knew the offensive line was an issue before the season started we 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 knew that and now with injuries all over the place it's a bigger issue and now you're finally deciding to make this move it's a move that should have been made now how much he'll improve the offensive line production, I'm not 100% sure, but at the end of the, at the, end of the day, it's a move that needed to be made. At the end of the day, it, you had to make the move. As far as Cam Akers is concerned, okay, maybe I was wrong about Alexander Madison. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I'm not we 100% all were. certain that I was wrong yet. Um, I, I, think the, <laughs> I think the Vikings, I'm trying to give myself a little grace here. Just, let's you know, let's, 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 let's squeeze through this um, very short, narrow. We got this. They went up against, so far this season, two really good defenses, especially against the run. Obviously, you know, Tampa Bay took a step back as far as run defense last year, but they're still historically known um, under Todd Bowles to be a decent or very solid run defense. And so, I mean, you went up against two really solid run defense. Obviously, the Philadelphia Eagles defensive line, I caught that. I knew that Madison wouldn't have a big day against that that defensive line. I just knew that wasn't going to happen. And so... Signing Cam Akers right now feels like a bit of a reach to me at the moment. Um, just having another day to kind of rest on it and think about it. 
I'm not sure how I feel about it, but maybe it was because I'm so high on Madison. And literally everybody you talk to in this town will tell tell you that I'm an idiot for thinking that he would come in and have a thousand yards. I mean, I don't know. Ultimately, I thought that was I, possible too. You know, I, I mean, I'm, I was kind of right there with you. Exactly. I mean, ultimately, you know, it is what it is. I think they're making the necessary moves to compete right now, and I respect that. I do think Cam Akers does improve your running back room. It makes me question what's going on with Ty Chandler, that you had to go get another running back, honestly, because um, I think Ty, Ty, Ty Chandler is decent. You know, I think he's a guy that can catch the ball out of the backfield, make a couple moves, you know. He's speedy. He's elusive, evasive, you know. Um, so it makes me kind of question that. But I think at the end of the day, I said these two moves go hand in hand because the offensive line has had issues so far this season. And if the offensive line has issues, then you're not going to really be able to run the ball effectively either against two really good run stopping defenses. And that's kind of what we've seen the first two weeks of the season. So those are just my quick thoughts. Again, we'll see how much these moves benefit the team, but Dalton Reisner had to get signed. Like that was, that was, it should have been done. He should have been signed when he came into camp the first time. I don't, I don't know what took so long. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, again, I'm, I'm, I'm happy the Vikings have the self-awareness that the offensive line isn't good, but like, why did it have to be two weeks late or like a couple weeks late? You know what I mean? He, he was in house. He was there. What were you waiting for? I mean, sure, like you want to give Ed Ingram a chance because he was a third round pick. You invested a decent amount into him, but this is the NFL, man. If you know that something's just not working out, you got you got to figure out a way to just not necessarily move on, but at least replace whatever that deficiency is with something that's going to help you out. And unfortunately, it just isn't working out. Now, this Ed, uh, sorry, Ed Ingram. I mean, Cam Akers. I mean, we gave up like a 2026, like sixth round conditional pick that I think can turn into maybe a fifth, maybe a seventh. I don't really know. But that is like one of the most lowest forms of draft compensation you can possibly offer. And for that alone, I'm like two thumbs up with this Cam Akers move. Now, there may have been maybe some attitude issues um, going back in L.A., even though there wasn't anything publicly, anything that was really reported about Cam Akers being like bench or anything that it was more just framed as like the coaching staff. Sean McVay didn't really see eye to eye with how he fit with the team. I believe Diana Rossini uh, put out a whole thing about this today on the athletic, uh, pretty much stating exactly that, that McVay even sat down with him, uh, told him that the things were just not working out. This may have even happened before this season and that they're going to look to move on from him. So I don't think it's like, I I don't think there's like an attitude issue really um, with Cam Akers. So I'm not really worried about that coming into the Vikings locker room or anything like that. It's just, you literally had to give up nothing for this guy and yes there is some debate about how much he has in the tank he had an achilles injury that's devastating for running backs he hasn't really people would say he hasn't really been the same guy since that um but he's 24 years old he's still young by even running back standards and if he has anything right now to offer this running game maybe we won't see that a lot in this chargers game because he's still learning the playbook i bet he'll get in the game maybe get a couple reps in because i believe he what he was inactive for that rams game last week i think they just like straight up straight up benched him and like uh Kyron Williams, or I, I, I think that's the the running back now for LA, just uh, go off there. And so, um, yeah, it's I, I, f- I feel bad for Madison, um, just because it has only been two games. The offensive line has been absolutely beaten down, and so I don't think he really has been given much of a chance to really succeed. 
but it, it still looks stale. He still looks like he's not really being too creative at the line of scrimmage, just kind of like plowing into the linemen, not really hitting those holes. Not that there are a lot of holes to begin with right now for this Vikings offensive line. Um, so even though like I, I, and I want Cam Akers to play a decent amount artist. I want this. Uh, if, if this backfield could potentially get into like a 50, 50 split, I think that would be the best case scenario. I still think Madison will be, the starting running back or who they favor as a starting running back moving forward, because again, acres has, a, he needs to learn the playbook and everything, get into things. Um, but yeah, I, I, I still think this was a necessary move. You are literally bottom of the NFL right now in rushing bottom of the NFL right now in rushing in terms of total yards, you are dead last. And again, like I stated earlier, you got to compete this season. You got to dig out of this hole. You got to dig out of this hole right now. Cause even though the chargers are owing two as well, the schedule doesn't get easier after that. You got San Francisco, Kansas city, all that kind of stuff. So it, 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 it starts, it, it, it's, a, I know it's we win. said that after the bucks game too. And look how that, that turned out. Um, but yeah, again, the draft compensation was literally zero for this guy. And if you can, I mean, honestly, I, I think a shades of like a Howie Roseman getting DeAndre Swift from the Lions, even though obviously you guys had to give up more for that. That's what I'm kind of hoping. If you can even get like half of what DeAndre Swift was against the Minnesota Vikings cam Akers, like I will be totally fine with that. And I mean, yeah, but like you said, it, I'm worried that Ty Chandler is just not getting enough trust out of this coaching staff to really be invested in ton. And, and you know what? Hopefully this help, helps Cam too, because he actually worked with KOC for a little bit and is familiar with him and Wes Phillips as well. So um, even if it doesn't work out, yeah, you gave up nothing for the guy. So e- even if you, even True. if you have to bench him as well, Minnesota Vikings for just the season, cause he's only under contract for just the season. This is a, just like low risk, high reward in the ultimate capacity. And I'm, I'm fine with that. I just wonder what was seen in camp and what was seen, you know, in OTAs and things of that nature. Like what was seen this off season that made them comfortable to roll out the running back core that they ran out with just to start the season. Because, I mean, I was confident, you know, but I'm not there. (laughs) I'm going off of what I've seen in the past, and I thought I've seen enough for Madison to, you know, be that bell cow and come in and do what he needs to do. And I thought that the offensive line was, you know, decent enough, maybe not to protect Kirk, but at least to to run protect and or run block. And I just wonder what was seen this offseason. And I wonder – if you know JJ's contract, if that was a thought, and you know TJ Hawkinson's contract, if that was a thought, if if all of those things kind of came up and made them second guess what moves they should make financially heading into this season, because obviously we knew what the holes were, and I, I just I just wonder, like you said, why now? I mean, I guess I get why now because you have to. But yeah, like, that, why did exactly you do it. these things before? You knew that these were issues. There's no way that you didn't know these things were issues heading into the season. That's my issue. You could have addressed these two issues before the, the on-two start. Now, that's not to say if you had Reisner and you had Cam Akers, you would win the first two games. But yeah. if they come in and, and make an immediate difference, then I am going to be looking like, yo, again, these moves could have. Better late than never, but you should have started the season off with these two moves. So, and neither one of them are expensive moves to make, like no. you just highlighted. So, I don't know. I mean, like you said, they brought in Dalton earlier and they talked to him. I'm sure they negotiated. You know, you Kirk had on 66 and, you know, in practice <laughs> and all right. of that, That's trying right. to recruit him. I know people are like, oh, maybe he wasn't, maybe he just threw it on. No, he's smart. No, he's smart. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. He wanted to bring him in. You know, he didn't just do that. I don't believe in coincidences. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. But listen, like I said, better late than never. Hopefully they both come in and make immediate impact and, you know, help this run game and help protect Kirk Cousins because he's taken some hits these first two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the turnover's got to figure like that's got to balance itself out. Right. Artists like it was man, very I, flukish yeah, I, for I, the yeah. Vikings. to. It was very flukish last season for the Vikings to win all those one score games. But mm-hmm. now it is also flukish for them to be turning the ball over seven <laughs> times in two weeks. And these Weird. aren't like like you got I think one interception from Kirk, if I'm not mistaken. I have to so. double check the numbers, but these mm-hmm. are a fumbled, you know, punt return. You know, Alexander Madison fumbled like literally two inches away from the ground. You know, Maddox punched the ball out. We got Justin Jefferson's fumble over the pylon that turned into a touchback. And these are like, a what fluke, the heck? Stuff, man. It, it, it's fluky stuff, <laughs> I know. man. I'm not going to lie. So, especially they, because the. Especially because the the botch punts and the Madison fumble were back to back too. Those those exactly. were back to back plays, and it's yep. just like you can't believe it. And Vikings fans, I know the touchback rule out of the end of the end zone is stupid. Yes, everybody know that's a that's a dumb rule, but I don't want to hear that as an excuse as why the Vikings lost to the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, I mean, I told you yesterday that like, damn, if they would have had just one less turnover, I bet the Vikings would have won that game. Honestly, because because no offense, I mean the Eagles still look a little bit flat. But we talked about this yesterday a little bit yeah. when we were at work that they still have some things to figure out. Um, but good teams can afford to be sloppy a little bit when they're really really good teams. They still figure yeah. out how to win, and so even if the Eagles don't look like super like a well oiled machine right now, I, I think it's gonna get going eventually um but yeah these yeah i don't uh, boy i what i'm nervous about artists besides yeah. the and two hole what i'm nervous about is just i like you mentioned i want this regime this gm this leadership to not be forced to do reactionary moves you mm-hmm. know what i mean i don't want them to have to be like oh no we were wrong we got to fix this now i want them to be able to identify the problem or a potential problem and have a contingency contingency plan already lined up about how to fix it. I, I don't like going into the season, not as confident as you should be not. And again, you got to work with the players that you work with. I understand that, but this, that was a huge criticism of Rick Spielman's um, um, tenure with the Vikings is that he waited too long to do certain things and he rolled things back too often. And that was something that a lot of Vikings fans uh, talked about in terms of criticizing him. So I want, I, I hope this is a learning opportunity for Kwesi that, all right, let's just make sure we got all of our ducks in a row before the season starts. But again, even if you would have signed Riser, if you would have traded for Cam Akers, doesn't mean you're not still 0-2. In fact, I think you probably still had a good chance of being 0-2 even if you still had these guys on the roster. I don't um, I don't I don't like the yeah. fact that they waited as long as they waited to make these signings because again, I believe they saw a lot of these issues in training camp. What I will say though, on the flip side, some optimism here. You know, what I will say yes. is I do like the mindset of, okay, I see an issue now during the regular season, let's adjust, let's go and make certain moves. Because there's not a lot of GMs that will see a spot an issue during the season and go sign players to fill certain holes. So I will say that, you know, not to bring up Philly, sorry, Vikings fans. But one thing I do like about Howie Roseman is last season when they lost to Washington, 
what did he do? He went and got an Dominican suit. He went and got Linval Joseph immediately. Mm-hmm. You know, one could say, why didn't you sign those players before? You know, X, Y, Z. Well, obviously you were counting on Jordan Davis to be healthy. He got hurt and that kind of shifted things. But the moment he saw an issue, he went and made two big signings that helped us get to where we got at the end of the season. And so mm-hmm. I do like that proactive attitude where it's like, okay, this is the whole, this is what's going on. I'm going I'm to make the adjustments right now on the spot. Mm-hmm. I do think they're, that, that's a good trait to have. Um, but again, this is one of those issues that I believe should have been addressed earlier, but Hey, we're here. We're here. Yeah. And you we're know here. what? I mean, there's precedent for Quasi doing this stuff already. He made the move for TJ Hawkinson mid season. Right. So this guy is not afraid to pull the trigger potentially on something like this. If he realizes, Hey, uh, either a good deal has come my way or, Oh boy, we have some deficiencies on this team. I need to fix this. I need to fix this now. Yes, at least he is doing that again. But my, my thing is, I just I want you to be able to figure out that stuff before the season starts. Again, doesn't mean anything changes for this Vikings team. But I tell you what, another reason to be optimistic, artists, this division stinks. Yes. <laughs> this division is not good at all. The Lions came back down to earth with an overtime loss. The Seahawks Packers came back down to earth with a just what they what they blew a 24-12 lead in the fourth quarter of the Falcons. Hey, the fourth quarter for the Falcons actually went well for them. They actually didn't blow a lead in the fourth quarter this time. Actually by the way, came who, back. I know. And by the way, the broadcaster who trolled Matt Ryan by bringing that up on his first broadcast, which I think was the Vikings game. What are you doing? What, what are you bringing that up for? Come on, the man. That's like one of the worst things a quarterback has ever had to endure in the Super Bowl. Why you got to bring it up, man? It's it out in the past probably. now. But dude, like the, the Bears are imploding. Look, we've seen a lot of ineptitude with the Chicago Bears in our day, and it's been it's been juicy content to absorb as Vikings fans. But this is getting this is getting weird. We got Justin Fields calling out his offensive coordinators. We have a defensive coordinator resigning under somewhat mysterious circumstances that I don't think have been fully reported yet or been willing to report on yet. Um, so honestly, like, as I mentioned earlier, this, uh, this Owen two hole, do we need a shovel or an excavator? Thankfully, the rest of the NFC North is making it look like we maybe need just a shovel because nobody, and I mean, nobody has been impressive right now. And I figured, I figured the division, I mean, the division isn't a powerhouse division right now. Now I do have to be, you know, transparent because I did have the bears, being really good this year. I had a lot of faith in Justin Fields, you know, call me an idiot. Oh, what were you thinking? Hey, I just thought that the additions that they made in the offseason would help, you know, the team improve and help him improve. It's his third year as a starter. I just thought he would be better. He is not good. Um, <laughs> it has not been pretty. I mean, he is missing reads left and right. I know the offensive line isn't where they want it to be, but, I mean, he's holding on to the ball for three years while guys are running wide open. I mean, it's, 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 it's not a good look. He blamed his coaching staff, then tried to reel it back. And, you know, you just brought up all the stuff with the defense coordinator. So I don't know what's going on with Chicago, but that's going to continue to snowball. Like that's, that's, it. that's going to continue to snowball. I would not count on the Lions losing a ton of games though. I do think they're going to be a decent team this year. And honestly, the Packers are going to be a wild card team because even though they blew that lead, I do like what I've seen out of um, um, Jordan Love. I'm not going to mm-hmm. lie. I do like what I've seen out of Jordan Love. But they're going to lose some games, too. So the Vikings are in this division. They're they're in the hunt. They just have to stop turning the ball over, Jason. That's that's <laughs> that's the key. That is the key. They win. I believe they're 2-0 right now with two less turnovers. 
Yeah. I think, like you said, they they beat Philadelphia without the Justin Jefferson fumble. That's mm-hmm. that's my take because you go into halftime probably up, you know, fourteen to ten, or you know maybe fourteen thirteen, depending on what Philly does or they, if they get the ball back. But the way that fumble occurred, it kind of gave Philadelphia life. It gave them life, and you know, obviously the Vikings couldn't stop the run either, so that's what helped them get in the red zone. It was like three runs, and then a Jalen Hurts like you know QB draw, but. If they score that touchdown, that kind of takes the life out of the building. You're all of a yeah. sudden down 14-10 to a team that a lot of Philly fans, didn't, including myself, didn't think you would be down to heading into halftime. And I think you just have a different approach if you're the coaching staff of Philadelphia. Maybe, I mean, again, they couldn't stop the run. So maybe they still get the field goal because it's like they tried to run the clock out either way, but the Vikings couldn't stop the run. And then it was like, whoa, wait, we just got – Five yards, okay, 10 yards, okay, another 10 yards. Okay, let's, you know, continue to, you know, do this thing and get in field goal range. So maybe it still happens, but I say all that to say, you still walk into halftime with the lead, at least by a point at the very least, and you get the ball back at half. And so, you know, I think it just sways momentum quite a bit. And the Vikings are in these games so long as they don't turn the football over. They can score with anybody. Mm -hmm. They can score with anybody. Yeah. No, Kirk Justin is on it. Yeah, Justin Jefferson. He had a massive game, as we saw. Hawkinson, mm-hmm. middle of the field. Like I said, <laughs> hey, where are those Eagles linebackers at? Where are they at? Man. I still can't see them. <laughs> middle, of, middle of the field was wide open, as I predicted, and so oh. he was able to. I think he had sixty-six yards for like two touchdowns somewhere yeah. around in there. So he had a really good game. Um, Addison is a dog. <laughs> he is mm-hmm. a dog. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. They can score with anybody, which kind of brings me, kind of leads me into this Chargers talk because I don't want to spend too much time talking about what happened against Philadelphia. I don't want to. Oh, you don't have to lie to our audience. You don't have to lie to the audience, Artis. You don't have to lie to the audience. No, I don't. You know, I, I did a whole separate <laughs> podcast talking about that, so I don't want to spend too much time talking about that. Kind of want to. But he could, ladies talking. and gentlemen. He absolutely could. Oh, if we bad. asked him to, he could turn this to a new Eagles Lakers podcast immediately. Oh, please, listen, immediately. Listen, click that that AJ Two K. You will find all kind of content. I'll, just, I'll leave <laughs> it there. You know, there so, we go. Full time. I'll check it out. Anyway, listen. this is what I will say about this upcoming game against the Chargers I am and I'm not gonna say a score yet but I really think the Vikings without saying too much I think the Vikings have a really good chance at beating the Chargers this upcoming week seeing as though their defense is terrible speaking on the Chargers like their past mm-hmm. defense is if I'm not mistaken last let me just double check last in the NFL their run defense is kind of middle of the pack yes literally last in the NFL right in two mm-hmm. weeks in but they're last um their run defense is kind of middle of the pack but I do expect the Vikings to be able to run the ball a little bit better now. Um, just seeing as though you're not going up against two really tough run stopping defenses. The Chargers are middle of the pack, but they you can run the ball against the Chargers. This will be more so about Kirk Cousins dropping back, slinging the football. And I don't think that the Chargers really have any answers to slow the Vikings offense down. And I also, you know, even though it's an 0-2 start, I like what I've seen out of Brian Flores so far. I really do. Yeah. I think he was really decent in the Tampa Bay game. I think he was really solid against Philadelphia as well. You know, they were able to get to Jalen Hurst. They were able to fluster, you know, frustrate the, the Eagles offense. We saw the Vikings turn the ball over and the Eagles have the ball in the red zone and not be able to put up touchdowns, you know, because Brian Flores is bringing that pressure and playing ultra aggressive in ways that the old defensive coordinator just wasn't playing. And so you combine those two things. I think the Vikings defense is a little better. I believe their offense is right on par. I think the Vikings have a very good chance at winning a must-win game against um, Herbert and the Chargers. 
Yeah, I do too. Um, Cousins is right now on pace to break the NFL record for passing yards. Uh, he's supposed to break. I think like the record is just under six thousand, and he is on pace to break that right now. He probably that probably won't stay. Uh, that probably won't keep pace. But this is reminiscent of Kirk's very first couple games with the Vikings when John D. Filippo was still uh, the coordinator. Um, before he got let go that season, I mean, Kirk was just. I mean, I mean, it honestly. That was probably the most optimistic Vikings fans have ever been about Kirk Cousins was those first couple of games against the Packers. And I forget who the other team was, but it was just a show. It was explosive. It was so much fun. And that's kind of been what's going on this season. But obviously, like the whole turnovers and the results of the games have kind of muddied a ton of things where Vikings fans aren't really focusing too much on that right now. And yeah, JJ figured out big play Slay a little bit. Um, Slay still, I think, had a good game, but like Justin Jefferson is still just too darn good. Yeah, okay. Uh, he's just too, still too darn good that he he actually finally figured out that Eagles secondary a little bit. But yeah, for and they moved this him game, they moved yes, him around yes. quite a bit. So that helped yeah. a lot too. Um, now, the thing with the Chargers here, though, is that they're dealing with some pretty significant injuries um, offensively and defensively. Both Austin Eckler and Joey Bosa did not practice, and we're uh, recording this as of Thursday, September 21st. They did not practice today. Um, things are not looking great for them. Also, Eric Kendricks, former Minnesota Viking linebacker, I believe he is also questionable right now. I don't know if he got a practice in today, but it looks like his status for this game is up in the air. But Vikings still have some issues as well. Um, we obviously have talked about the offensive line things. Garrett Bradbury got a limited action today. Darisaw got limited action today. Marcus Davenport, though, I believe didn't practice again with this ankle injury. And we thought he was you know, going to be the complimentary piece to Neil Hunter. And we, we can't get the, get this guy on the field right now. And so it's already looking like, um, you know, it's, we're going to be three straight weeks out without Marcus Davenport. And my question to that is, all right, if he's going to miss at least three games, likely probably going to miss four. Why don't we put this guy on IR? Uh, do a roster spot move. I don't maybe, really maybe they know why. That maybe they um, thought he'd be back sooner. Yeah, Maybe. yeah, but but like this has happened before with the Vikings because I I can't remember who the player was, but there was another player who was on IR like last year, the year before, who missed like ended up like five or six games, and everybody was wondering, like, okay, why didn't we put this guy on IR? And I get it, like some of these injuries are week to week, and sometimes you know these players tweak these injuries as they're trying to get ready for this kind of stuff. I believe that was the situation for Marcus Davenport with the Eagles game. He tried to go in the warmups and stuff like that, and just realized that eh, it's just it's just not going to work. Um, but anyway, back to the the losses for the Chargers. Um, look, Austin Eckler is obviously one of the best running backs in all the league. But I, I still expect the Chargers offense to still put up uh, pretty good numbers. They've been doing that so far all season long. Their passing game has been electric. Keenan Allen looks really, really good, which I'm sure a lot of fantasy football players are really happy about that because Keenan Allen has had like some injury issues the last couple of years, and he's gotten some things put together so far this season. Mike Williams is really good, and I think they'll still be able to run the ball decently even without Eckler. Um, but still, I mean, it, it is going to force the Chargers to make a lot of passes downfield. They're not going to be able to dump it off in the flat, get some screens going from Eckler because that's where he is at his most dangerous. So I think even though I, I don't even know if this Chargers offense has turned the ball over yet, um, I wouldn't be shocked if that happens a couple times in this game. Um, Brian they Flores. They haven't turned the ball over at all. Yet. They haven't. They haven't. Right. Um, I'm expecting Brian Flores to blitz a lot in this game a lot, especially if Austin Eckler isn't going to play. 
Um, and I don't know how much the Chargers trust their running backs to pick up a blocker, their backup running backs to pick up blockers either. And um, so I'm I'm expecting the Vikings to do pretty dang good. I, I I'm hoping this will be their best defensive game so far of the season. But again, this Chargers offense, even without Eckler, is going to be really explosive. But without Joey Bosa, that is going to be something the Vikings absolutely uh, should exploit on offense for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be there. It's going to be there. Again, I hate to harp on this again, but it's a winnable game. So long as you're not turning the ball over. At the end of the day. Well, like you can't guarantee with Chargers this Viking squad do, right now. Unless, <sighs> unless the Chargers turn the ball over a ton, which I doubt that they will because offensively they have been pretty efficient. It's a wrap <laughs> if you turn the ball over. <laughs> Just put it like that. It, it's a wrap because the Chargers can't put up points in bunches. And so, mm-hmm. again, I think it was very flukish to start the season off with seven turnovers in two games. As long as they don't turn the ball over in this football game, it'll be there. Because, again, the Chargers defense is not stopping Justin Jefferson. It's not stopping um, Jordan Addison. It's, it's just not. It's not stopping Hawkinson. It's just not. And I think Kirk is due for another huge game. Like you said, he's on pace to break, you know, the passing yards record. I mean, it's gonna look like he's still on pace by the end of uh, by the end of this game. It should look like he's still on pace by the end of this game to break that record because I think he'll put up great numbers. I think it may turn into a shootout, but again, I I believe in Brian Flores' defensive philosophy, and I think he'll be able to get to Herbert and and make the necessary stops to, to ice this game. Now it's two desperate teams, two 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 on two teams, so I think it will be tight, but. I think the Vikings have all the tools they need to win this game. If you lose this game, though, yeah, it's, dude, with the upcoming <laughs> schedule looking the way it's looking, we keep on talking about this. It, it's not going to get pretty from there. You no. need this win. You need this win. This is the worst defense you'll probably play all season. And so you need this win. Yeah. Herbert is going to make it close. But again, just I keep on saying this, but we all know it's the truth. Just don't turn a, just don't turn the ball over three, four times in one game. I think they will be just <laughs> fine. I think I know. they'll be just fine. You, you think it wouldn't be hard to ask your favorite football team to do that, but with this Minnesota Vikings squad, when you turn the bar over seven times in eight quarters, it's been what are you going to do? It's, it's literally been unbelievable. I thought after week <sighs> one, it's like there's no way they're going to do it again. And then they did uh-huh. another three, four times in the, in the Eagles game. And, like, yep. as an Eagles fan, I'm not going to lie. I was like, oh, thank God. But Classic Minnesota Vikings. I mean, you know, as a Vikings fan, it's like, yo, this is this is a, this is – Absurd. I've never really I don't know if I've seen that, honestly. Well, so welcome to I our lives, this man. Game, this though, this this is life. This is life for all of us. We don't exactly, get Super yeah. Bowls or Super Bowl appearances. We get this. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. So so yeah, I I think they'll be fine. You wanna you wanna do scores? I'm ready to do a quick score. Yes, let's do that. Let's get you the line here again. As of Thursday, September 21st, this line is uh favorite out a one under for the Minnesota Vikings with an over under of 54. Now here's the interesting thing. Obviously no AJ Fredrickson today. We miss him terribly. Um, I asked him if he could text us his score prediction and he never did. So we get to predict for him. I think that's what that means. We yes. will we'll, we'll be appropriate. We won't be like three, three tie or something like that. We won't, right. we won't yeah, be, we won't be, be mean, but though. we'll have to pick something on the fly. Uh, how about I, I pick the winning score. You pick the losing score and We'll go from there, right, AJ. AJ. But but we'll go first. We'll go first. We get the benefit okay. to to go first. So, um, okay. all right. My prediction here, like you said, Artis, this is going to be a close game. These are two very desperate teams. 
You could even make an argument that the Chargers are more desperate because Brandon Staley probably has the hottest seat out of any NFL coach right now besides Matt Eberflus. So he is going to want to have a fantastic game um, because if the Chargers go 0-3, I mean, that's going to – that might not be something they can salvage themselves out of, especially in a very competitive division that you got to go up against Kansas City twice. So even without Eckler, even without Bosa, this is going to be a motivated squad, but your Minnesota Vikings are equally motivated. Not a very good division the NFC North is turning out to be, so the Vikings definitely want to take advantage of one of the better, which is weird saying, one of the better 0-2 starts you could probably ask for. Your division's not very good. So I'm going to say a final score. Let's see, what's that, over 54 again? All right, again, this is going to be close, very, very close. I'm going to say a final score of 30-28. to Minnesota Vikings get the win over the San Diego Chargers. They're not the L.A. Chargers. There should only be one football team in Los Angeles. It's stupid. Anyway, end rant. Uh, What's your score prediction, Artis? (laughs) Our scores are very similar. I got the Vikings 31 to 27 in this game. I believe, again, they're going to put up some points, but they can't stop anybody. And I believe the Vikings at the end of the day can get the necessary stops to slow that def- to slow that offense down and get the dub. So I got the Vikings 31-27. Bold prediction. I don't think the Vikings turn the ball over one time in this game. Put it in one time. <laughs> so I don't unfortunate. Think they, That's I don't a bold think they prediction. turn it. I think again, it's been so flukish that they turned it over so much that it's extra emphasis on not turning the ball over this week. Right. I don't think they turn the ball over one time in this football game, and I think they get the win. Because I think that's going to be necessary because the Chargers, again, have not turned the ball over at all yet. Or at least Herbert right. hasn't. So they're due. So they're due for a game to not turn the ball over. And the Chargers may be due for a game to turn the ball over. You never know, but I wouldn't count on it. So I get the necessary stops, fluster Herbert in the pocket, get to him, get some sacks um, to ice that game. I think he'll have the ball late, but I think you can get to him in the pocket, seal the deal. I think Justin Jefferson has another great game. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Addison. And I think it's another, what, 300, 400-yard passing game for Kirk Cousins two, three touchdowns. I think it's going to be, it's going to be probably the most exciting, you know, Owen two game from both teams we've, we've seen in a long time. Like both teams are on two, but it's still going to be fun to watch because both offenses are extremely explosive. So I see it being that type of game, but I think the Vikings walk away with a win. And then we feel a little differently about this team going forward. All right, so now what do we do for our good friend, Mr. A.J. Fredrickson? You said 31-27. I said 30-28. We can't, we can't have the exact same score. So for A.J., I will say that the Vikings, and, and you know what? You, you can predict that the Chargers beat the Vikings for A.J., by the way. <laughs> we, we could do that, by the way. Yeah, and I didn't even think thing, about that. What should we know. do? Should we have him pick the Vikings or pick the Chargers? I don't know because we don't, we don't know what he, how he okay. feels, man. So. Well, he's not here, so let's have him pick the Chargers. Let's just do it. Let's just have we pick the Vikings. Let's have him pick the Chargers. You know, That's let's fair. show that we're unbiased here on the taxi squad a little bit. Okay. All right. So if the Vikings are going to lose to the Chargers, I say uh, that the Chargers will get 33 points. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> we ta- hey, dude, we're talking about this could be a shootout. I mean. This is true. This is true. I said 30. Uh, 33 is not that much more 30, egregious. 33. 28 33 28 okay 28 oh wait 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 aj just texted us hold on oh he just sent us a movie okay hold on um oh i wish i could stall a little bit i don't know how to do this really but 
<laughs> I wish I could get it online. Hold on, maybe I can email it to myself really, really fast and get it on the Taxi Squad <laughs> really, really fast. Stalling, stalling, stalling. This might not work in time. Uh, yeah, this, it, this was it, it literally the worst possible time for him to send this to us. He could have sent it. Should, it. We, should we just play it over the microphone and see... I, okay, all right, yeah, I'll play it over the microphone okay. here. I'll even try to, like, get close to the camera. We're just improvising here. Welcome to Taxi Squad, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to get really close. <laughs> this is so silly. <laughs> okay. Here's AJ, everybody. Okay. All right. Oh, the ring. Hold on. I'm going to turn off the ring camera really bit. There we all go. Right. Here we go. What's up, Taxi Squad? AJ here. Um, I'm at my event. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to make it to the broadcast tonight. We'll be back next week, um, but let's get into it. Vikings taking on the Chargers. It's going to be a close game. Both teams 0-2. Both teams need a win. It's going to be a dogfight, and I think it's going to come be one of those games that comes down to like the final few seconds, maybe even like the last minute. It's going to be it's going to be a close game. It's not going to be when when do the Vikings ever have a not close game? Let's be honest. So um, I do think that this is like a must-win game for both teams, like I just said. Um, but the Vikings have to have it. They have to. Um, I'm going to give them the edge, even though I don't think they deserve it with how they've played with their turnovers. I think this is the week they finally get their turnover issues figured out. They're going to have, like, one fumble, but that's not going to be enough to actually turn the tides. They are going to win 28-24 to 24 Vikings over Chargers. All right. All right. There we go. 28-24. Forget everything we said. We didn't actually pick for AJ. He t- he literally texted that at the perfect time. Maybe he not did. for production value-wise, right, but right. I mean, that worked out better than I thought it would. All right, 28-24. We're all picking the Vikings this week. I think we, we've all picked the same teams every week so far. None of us have... None of us have been afraid to branch off from each other, you know. We, we all have each other. Same, we trust each other's opinions and stuff. We all have the same kind of mindset with all of these games so far, you know. Yeah. So. I mean the last I mean the last time we all picked the Vikings to win though was the Bucks game. So and that that little egg in our face after that one. But uh we're yeah. due though. We're due yeah. to all be right again. So it's yes. just sort of like that. We we got the Philly predictions right. We got we we yeah. we, we all except for Artis, we all unfortunately nailed that one. Artis was happy about nailing that prediction. Uh so yeah, I had what I say 3028, you at 3127, AJ 2824. We all think yep. the Vikings will get it done. Um Artist, we got any last thoughts before we probably wrap things up today? Um, not necessarily, man. Just can't wait to have AJ back in the fold, man. It was but this was fun though. This, this was, was this was a good you episode. and me time, you know. Back we don't team, do this often know? enough. You know what I mean? Back team, man. Just the two Matt and Jeff Hardy. Huh? Oh, Matt are you talking about wrestlers? Yes. See, yes. I haven't watched wrestling since like 2009. The last time I watched Matt wrestling, um, John Cena was going up against Sheamus for some kind of heavyweight title. And oh, I don't yeah. really remember it. I don't remember anything really after that. So yeah. I know I'm not a big wrestler guy, but uh, I, 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 I like it. I wish nope. I hope WrestleMania comes to the Twin Cities. There was rumblings about that happening. I don't know if it's going to happen now, but I know that I know like Phil and Declan and those guys kind of got it. And AJ too. AJ is a big wrestling guy. They got kind of excited about that happening. But uh, yep. um, let's see. Any last words for me um fortunately minnesota lynx lost in the playoffs lost game three last night to the connecticut sun so season's unfortunately done for them but good job making the playoffs again again this year so that's great um wearing my twins hat today 
actually, because there is a chance your Minnesota Twins clinch the AL Central tonight. Uh, I don't know the result of the Tigers game. I think they play the Dodgers later, but if they lose and Cleveland loses and they're tied 2-2 with Baltimore right now, the AL Central belongs to your Minnesota Twins. Uh, they got a game at fr- uh, tomorrow night, Friday at Target Field, and hopefully that will be a very celebratory atmosphere and the Twins fans will be able to celebrate an AL Central Division Championship, even though their team's only nine games over 500. But we don't want to talk about that. We're just happy that we're getting in the playoffs. Uh, yeah, Artis, we did it. We did it. We missed AJ. We did, we we did it. We got we got the video on there. We got proof. We got proof that he's still with us and stuff. And so, all right, uh, let's get out of here and send the lovely listeners on their way home, shall we? Yes, yes. I, oh, I'm closing. I almost forgot. Yeah, well, you open the show. Sure you got to close it. Yeah. Yes. Make sure you guys give us a five star rating on whichever platform you guys are listening to this on or watching this on. Um, if you have any thoughts, obviously comment in the comment section. But for now. Artist Woods, Jason Stormer, we are off, signing off. Catch you next time on the next episode of The Taxi Squad.